Agut Ner Shabbos. We are about to begin. Bezes Hashem, Shir number 77 in the Shiurim of Rav Zalek Pliskin. We're holding in the Sefer on Serenity, Menuchas HaNefesh. And one aspect that could deter Menuchas HaNefesh is to have to know every exact detail and to think you could need to handle every single detail to be exactly right. And that causes needless stress. Now he does acknowledge that there are some fields of expertise where you have to be obsessed with small details that are extremely important. An example of this would be, for example, a surgeon, any surgeon, but let's particularly pick a brain surgeon. A brain surgeon, when they're operating, the tiniest detail means the difference between life and death. Or if you're an airplane pilot, right, and you're flying a plane or a, or a spaceship or certainly a plane where you have hundreds of passengers, the pilot, for him, every minute detail makes a difference for a safe landing to differentiate to make sure there's no fatal crash. So I gave you now examples of two professions. There may be others where the minute detail to the, to the like absolute minute detail is the difference between life and death. And in those professions, yes, you have no other choice. You have to, as part of your job, in that job, hyper-focus on every single detail. However, in most instances, or even, let's say, that very brain surgeon or that very pilot in handling the other areas of their life when they're not doing surgery and when they're not flying a plane, and certainly us, all these smaller details will not make any significant difference. And being excessively concerned over trivial details is a cause of a lot of distress and removes menuchas nefesh from a person. So it's very important to learn that skill to be serene and calm when you think about details. If you're planning a wedding, you're planning a convention, you're planning an important meeting, you may want everything to go exactly as planned. And, but you do that, but if you ru- allow the detail to ruin your health or to cause machlaikis and anger and quar- quarrels, that'll create needless stress. So handling the details that not go away the way you wish uh, with serenity can be more impressive to those you wish to impress than having each detail exactly right. So again, I was uh, went twice, Baruch Hashem, to Project Inspire, went once to Chafetz Chaim Heritage Foundation. I see how well run it was. And then, but when you saw behind the scenes, there was a lot of bumps in the road. And But they were you know, professionals, and they knew how to handle it, and they realized that as much as detail-oriented that you should be in the planning, you need to have a plan B, you need to have a plan C, things always don't go according to plan, and to plan things that every single minute detail to be excessively concerned, then they wouldn't have been matzliach. They were matzliach specifically because they had a certain calmness about that. That Yes, of course we plan. Everything needs planning and preparation, but you don't go over hyper-obsessive over every single detail. And that's very, very important. And even if you take pleasure in that methodical, detail-oriented way of doing things, it's important not to get stressed about it. It's important to be calm about these things. 
So an elderly grandmother once said that I have several relatives who used to dread special occasions that required planning and preparation, but I love him. And why she was asked, she says, you know, you ask me, it seems that those who experience excessive levels of nervousness and stress want everything to go exactly right. I also want things to go right. But I had enough life experience to know that often details will be out of my control. Power failures can happen at inopportune moments. Someone who should have shown up did not arrive on time. Misunderstandings happen. And you take it in stride. You take it in stride. I remember the Chafetz Chaim Heritage Foundation, Nebuchadnezzar, um, Rabbi Wallerstein was supposed to speak. And obviously he was ill. And uh, so he ended up having to go to the hospital. And, uh, and he wasn't there that Shabbos. They worked around it. And that, that's, you know, that, that's an example of that. So I don't need to have any need to prove that I'm perfect I know I'm not perfect. It's all right if others see that I'm not perfect. And the benefit of that attitude is that now I enjoy preparing those special occasions. In other words, someone may have great organization skills. They should use it. Why not? To prepare things. But even them, those who have those great organizational skills, know how to act in calm ways. You have some people that are like experts when they handle these like big elaborate weddings. They have been have experience for years and years helping the parents of the Hassan Kala and everything navigate through the, the night and the waiters and so on. It's like a well-oiled machine. You need to know that behind the scenes, it looks like everything was planned to the very de- absolute exact detail and it looks perfect. Behind the scenes, they'll all tell you there's a lot of bumps in the road, but they know how to handle it in stride and not be obsessed with every exact detail being exact. It's important in Ruchnis too, by the way. For example, even if you're idealistic and you want to plan uh, Shabbos to be a certain way and have a certain Seder and it should look a certain way, and there's bumps in the roads that doesn't happen exactly as planned, Pesach Siddharim, other things, to know not to get frustrated or flustered by it, and that's a chilek of Menuchas HaNefesh, not to necessarily have every detail exact. Another thing that could derail a person from their Menuchas HaNefesh and it's important to learn the skill to be calm despite that, is when one becomes irritated or upset or even infuriated over the comments of others. People make comments that are irrational or mistaken or very judgmental or biased that could drive you crazy. And you have a right to be upset about it. They say these off-the-rocker, off terrible comments sometimes, hurtful comments. They're wrong for saying that. But your response, though, you have that skill to know how to handle the response. And many people, what they do is, is when they hear this, they play those statements over and over in their minds till they get so obsessed with them. Even if they heard it uh, weeks ago, they're distressed now like they heard it for the first time because they recall it. They mentally replay that dialogue and it, 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 it prolongs the stress. In order to master Menuchas HaNefesh, we need to develop a calmer, Hanhaga, a calmer attitude towards these statements and opinions that other people share that should not have been said. We can't control the thoughts expressed by others. You cannot control what other people tell you. If it's insensitive, harsh, you know, cruel even, you can't control it. It's difficult enough to control your own words. It's impossible to make sure that no one will write or say things that we feel that's off track, and that we feel is wrong. 
it may be appropriate to be somewhat upset for a short period of time. Makes sense. But if it persists beyond appropriateness, even if you had a right to be upset, it will prevent your menuchas anefesh, because your mind will be preoccupied with all those distressing thoughts, and you will not make the wisest use of your brain and your time if you're obsessed over those negative thoughts because of the vicious comment or hurtful comment that someone told you. And even if you can't change that other person's mind, you could you could learn also skills how to stand up for yourself and express, I, I, I firmly and respectfully disagree. You could express yourself back in a very dignified way. That's one thing with Menuh HaSanefesh. It does not mean always that if someone provokes you, yes, a lot of times as the Chazal say, the best response for provo- when you're provoked is to be quiet, to be calm, not say a word. There are some times where it does warrant you to respond, so you need to respond, but respond not with anger and not with haste, but rather in a dignified, clear-cut way, firmly holding your ground, and not being excited and not being antagonized by the comment that that other person made. Because a lot of people enjoy making comments that provoke other people. They have, they enjoy it. They, it's like a drug to many people. They say things to rile other people up. It gives them a sense of power. When people scream about their remarks, they write something crazy and they scream about it. They like this opposition. They like this. Sometimes, I'm not going to mention names, but I see it clearly with some people that give public shiurim and public whatever it is, will they'll say on purpose an extremely crazy type of remark to elicit a response, even if they didn't mean it literally that way. And Okay, so whatever it is where those people have to correct it, we can't get bent out of shape and go crazy over other people provoking us. We have to learn how to keep an even keel, respond when we need to respond, but at the same time be calm and collected and use our brain to the fullest and stay with that menuchas anefesh despite those harsh comments geared towards you or upsetting articles that you saw and so on and so forth. Another way and a skill to have menuchas anefesh is the, to view things as objectively as possible, as they are, without any judgments. Because what happens is our brain is in a self-protective mode. This is good, this is bad, I like this, I hate this, this is awful, this is wonderful, this is terrible, this is a disaster, this is valuable. And that is necessary for our brains because it helps us accomplish things. It does help us make wise choices. It does help us avoid danger and problems. So that part of the brain is healthy. But we, but the problem is, though, is if you only use it for that purpose to, as, as a self-protection for yourself, that's fine. But when we let it linger and we let the problems continue to process in our mind and get obsessed over people or events or situations that cause us stress and anxiety, when we can't, when we can, when we're not able to, you know, there's no point in it, and the brain keeps on obsessing with it, that's where the unhealthy aspects are. So, for example, if you expected someone to do something and they delayed in their doing it, you're saying this is taking as long as it takes. Let's say weather. You wanted good weather and you end up having not so good weather. It's different from what you prefer. The weather is what it is. You know, it is what it is. You know, in the winter, you'll expect winter. In the summer, you'll sometimes expect uncomfortable hot days. 
and you deal with it with equanimity, with a calmness. And the way you talk about it is affects your menuchas hanefesh. When you say this is a terrible day and it's terrible, it's I'm dying out here, and or it's freezing like an icebox. I can't, you can't live in, in such a that gets you agitated. You know, if 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 you really need to move to different climates, you can't. You know, whatever it is, do what you got to do. But if you can't, it, it it's healthy. I'm also very uncomfortable with very cold winter days. It gets harder year to year. That's that's my nature. Whatever it is, it's my avoda also. I need to learn. I mean, I I live in the New York area. It's going to be twenty degrees sometimes, fifteen degrees, and I can't change it. And I learn over the years not to agonize over it, but to be calm about it. This is what it is. It's a season, and I'll get through the day, and I'll work through it. And you become calmer by having that more objective approach to it. Now, when you tell people to practice objective observation, now those who are very negative will fight back and say, if I'm objective all the time, I'll make many mistakes. And to respond to that, is that if you're negative all the time, you'll make even more mistakes than if you're objective all the time. Because the bottom line is, is when you you see something's off or there's a problem, your brain will anyway tell you, I need to correct it. So by observing objectively, it doesn't mean you're, you're, you're denying reality. It doesn't mean you're not exercising good judgment. It doesn't mean I'm letting things go. No, your brain will tell you, you know, this is not right. Someone said harsh comments to you, let's say, your brain, even if you view it objectively, will not just whitewash it. No, this was a, a, a harmful comment. It would normally bother me. Objectively, that doesn't deny that reality. But you're, you're going to handle it in a non, you know, in a, in not in a counterproductive way. And, and that is a very important insight. So basically, the three concepts in this particular shear about Menuchas HaNefesh one is to avoid wanting to have every detailed, minute aspect exact the way you want it, unless you're flying an airplane, while you're flying an airplane, or unless you're a brain surgeon in the middle of brain surgery, or those type of things. Other than those extreme issues where the minute details is a matter of life and death, in many other areas of life, in 98% of other areas of life, not to obsess with exact details to be exactly the way you want. Another aspect of Menuchas HaNefesh is to develop the skill of handling more objectively infuriating comments that were wrong. And number two connected, number three connected with that is to view objectively as, as objective as possible whether bad weather situations whether the, the bad comments we discussed above or whatever it is and that helps you. And again, it's very important. It does not being objective and separating does not mean you're numbing your emotions. Doesn't mean you don't think they're doing wrong. Objective objectivity means you recognize this is wrong, or these comments could be hurtful, but I'm not going to allow it to be hurtful. That's the difference. And these aspects, by learning these skills, could enhance menuchas hanefesh to a tremendously great degree. Bracha and atzlacha.